welcome to the meditation conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and Michael's back. Michael Massey is joining me today. Hi, what, hi, hi, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> hi, Michael. <laughs> hi, Kara. Great to be here. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. It's, we haven't done, it's been a month at least, I at think. At least, yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, actually it's been, uh, it's gosh, I think it's been a year. It's been, uh, yeah, it you totally. Know, it's definitely been a since year. Since last year. Since last year. Yeah, we are in a new year here. We are in a new year. Yeah. Um, so, happy new year to everyone who's listening. Uh, we're on, I guess, our 12th day at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um and has it been a good New Year so far? Yeah, so far so good. Ups and downs. Colts yeah. lost the other night. That, that was, was a, a bummer. Yeah, we're here in Indianapolis, so that we're was a, that was a b- bummer. Yeah, we're trying to get over it yeah. by actually meditating. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, turning our attention uh, to uh, higher things. Yes. Right. Exactly. And not let any of that noise of the world actually distract us. Exactly. Right? Just thinking distract, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, so let's get down to business and... and uh, Clear the field? Yeah, clear the field, remove these... Uh, That's what the Colts were doing. They're like, we're just going to clear the field. Let's get off the field, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, see, we didn't even, it was right there under it's our a, noses the just whole a, time. We've been in they, mourning and... It's a blessing in disguise, right? I guess right? so, yeah. So. Okay. We have, this has been a topic that I've felt to dive into for a while now. And it's, for me, it started with watching something on Netflix, this documentary on Netflix on John of God. And um, if you're not familiar with the story, John of God was this um, really powerful healer in Brazil. Well, let's say popular healer. Very popular. That's good. Yes. Good correction. Very popular um, and transformed this tiny little village into this huge um, booming center that was people were drawn in droves, um, you know, from all over the world, and it completely, you know, the whole village was transformed in order to like economically support, you know, to structurally support the the masses of people that would come to see John of God, and he he performed some incredible miracles, some medical, like. Um, really he'd kind of go into a trance state and he would do things with like scissors like putting scissors up people's noses it was really weird but like people were getting healed from you know cancer and I mean all kinds of uh, incredible stories and ultimately it turned out that he was like sexually assaulting um, many people like flagrantly doing this where you know, he'd, he'd have, you know, young women coming into his office and their parents were outside and he would uh, rape them. 
and talk about how like he you know that it was all for the good of you know if you want your mother to live type of thing you know then this is what your your role is and they felt like they were in this like they were somehow like hypnotized or put under a spell or something and then there was all this financial extortion that he was doing I mean he was basically a gangster um, and eventually he was, um, put into jail. And then unfortunately now he's, he's on house arrest because of COVID. But anyway, it's a really disturbing story. Um, and it was one of those that was hard to watch, but I felt like I had to watch it because it's also important. And, um, and so Michael, one of the things that I wanted, why I wanted to discuss this, it's not necessarily about the John of God story, um, but rather this, this phenomenon where people get access to these spiritual powers and how that can draw people in. It can draw in the masses because they see this power and how it can actually be quite um, malevolent. Because if people are getting healed and there are these seeming miracles happening, it seems pretty black and white. Like that has to be God. Like that hmm. has to be benevolent because people are getting healed. Like it's it's like, why would evil heal and provide like that, these miracles? So it's so confusing. Um, and then there's the secondary piece to it where it's like the, the danger of putting humans like on pedestals and, and um, glorifying and that danger of, of handing over your power because of capabilities like that. So Let's let's just start with that kind of supernatural piece to it and kind of unpack that if you're seeing really um, impressive, miraculous things, that that is not necessarily an indicator of benevolence. Okay. Um. You know, I was sharing with you or recounting a, uh, you know, a similar story. Or uh, this is one in which um, um, uh, my dad had gone to see a, a very well-known televangelist, and um, uh, what's it called, a faith healer, mm-hmm. and. This is ah, this is going back maybe you know fifteen or twenty years ago, and uh, my dad uh, uh, he's a pastor and minister, and so at the he'd gone to this revival, uh, and uh, at the end he got the pastors that were present there got called up to the to the stage, and as he walked up on the stage, and this Bay Taylor was about. 10 feet away from him or something like that and just like waved his jacket at him and he felt this force and it just knocked him up flat on his back. So he comes home from that experience very excited that he experienced this kind of power of God kind of thing being present there. 
And something in me, I'm going to say, yeah, this is probably right around 10 years ago. Because mm-hmm. um, this is, I'd already been through my initial awakenings when this, mm-hmm. this happened. And I remember something in me bristled. And uh, now I refer to this, and, and, and for anyone who's, who's on the path, we might come back to this or whatever, is I cannot begin to describe to you the importance of discernment. Mm-hmm. So let your first prayer be, yes, yes. <laughs> Supreme God, of, you know, all that is bestow upon me a strong sense of discernment so I can tell the difference mm-hmm. between what is real and what's not, or what is, uh, say, of the light versus of the dark. Because um, we do get these situations where you have the, the, that proverbial uh, devil masquerading as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to know? And it's a tricky bit of business, especially... If if one is, let's say, a believer, if you're a believer in magic miracles, the supernatural, whatever, um, then whenever you experience anything that is it's an it's experiential evidence of supernatural, there's an there's this instant kind of almost reaction to auto accept where it's coming from because at that point in the stage of the evolution of the mind what it's looking for is proof of the supernatural at all mm-hmm. more than anything more than anything else mm-hmm. and so if the supernatural can be so you know proven to be real um and then you know uh, then the next question would be is, well, just because it's supernatural, you know, does it mean that it's benevolent? Yeah, right. And so uh, this is a situation where, and I know with this particular televangelist that my dad experienced, and I, was, I, I, I felt something was off on that. And I was already at this point doing remote viewing and mm-hmm. things. So I decided to remote view this this character. So and as soon as I tuned into him and I saw this big like demon dragon mm-hmm. that was was like wrapped around him. Mm-hmm. And um and it got really upset. When I when I spotted it and I took a look at it, it got super agitated, and it it's weird. It was like it it used its tail and it, like it wrapped like wrapped around this guy and just pulled him into him and and, and told me this one is his. Hmm. And so I'm like, okay. Now, the same televangelist has been under investigation from the IRS for basically, he's basically just takes all the money mm-hmm. and has you know, opulent homes all over the world. And this is not, and I, incidentally, this is not rare. Rare. Yeah. In fact, it's almost like it's 
fairly common. There's another one. There's a there's a televangelist gal. She's probably the, the most popular gal out there. I'm not going to say her name. Um, and uh, she always just makes me bristle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, recently there's an expose report um, of the what was happening uh, behind the scenes when they're they're taking all these so-called prayer requests with checks attached to them and what they're doing with all those funds. Mm. And you go, okay, big surprise. There it is again. Yeah. And this tendency, we as, as humans, we, of course, we long uh, to, to connect with uh, the mysteries mm-hmm. of life. Uh, we want to um, to discover our place in this universe. We want to know our spiritual heritage and where we come from, and to to ultimately to unpack that that spark that is within us, that is our connection to everything, and. So yes, we're in a sense we're already pre-programmed to pursue this, unless we happen to be through um, um, through entrainment programming, um, whether that's uh, uh, pharmaceutical or otherwise, um, to shut those impulses down. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we. This is the whole entirety of the of the the human history is this these pursuits of of the great mystery. Yeah. And as such, we have this this what you might I might I don't know if primal's I'm probably not the best word, maybe you know, this fundamental aspect of who we are in in um, the questions uh, that we ask and the seeking of answers that we that we, uh, endeavor uh, through um, that also makes us ripe yeah and easy prey for predators yeah. that don't care and that's the tricky thing is um, is that kind of vulnerability um and i was just having a discussion this morning and she was making the point and i'll give her credit for it um somebody who will be on the podcast named z earth star but she was talking about how when you're starting your awakening journey you've you're coming out because you talk about that programming you know and and you're coming out of this societal programming where we um what would idolize like celebrities Mm -hmm. then you awaken to this whole other world um that's feeding a new newly awakened part of you which is the spiritual part and you find like celebrities in the spiritual community you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and then you in and it's like just this transfer like a transfer of like okay all my attention was on you know, this celebrity, um, when I was just in the regular material world, now I'm opening to 
another world and maybe it's televangelism or maybe it's, you know, uh, new age stuff or whatever it is. But now I'm, I'm zeroing in and I'm focusing on like putting all my power and my maybe financial and my attention and time on like celebrities in the, <laughs> you know, all right. because it was Justin Bieber. Powers. Now it's Deepak Chopra. Yes. Just, uh, she said Justin Bieber. That is really funny. <laughs> that was the same celebrity she said. Yeah, that's just an easy, easy pickings. Yes. Yeah, we all love Justin, Justin Bieber. Oh, big God, fan Justin. of this show. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, of course, is another tendency in human nature is that um, we idolize. Um, and we elevate and we put we put people on pedestals and um as such then it's uh for those who find themselves in the limelight then whether they like it or not people will continuously be putting them up on a pedestal mm-hmm. And we'll find some celebrities will will tend to um, have whatever. They'll get arrested for this or that or that that stuff. That sort of actually, it's it's whether they're intentionally doing it or whether it's conscious or subconsciously, they're trying to knock themselves off of this pedestal that people have put them on. Because mm. uh, at some level deep inside, it doesn't feel authentic. Or it could be to see just how much power they have. Can I, you still going to, yeah. Do you want off or do you just want to like see? Yeah. Uh, So there's, yeah, this is, and this is one of the the so-called important things. And it's totally, it's totally reasonable, acceptable um, to admire. Mm-hmm. To um, to re- to be respect inspired. to be inspired mm-hmm. by you know by other humans. That's of course we rely on each other mm-hmm. f- for these these moments that that show us a better version of ourselves that we could be. Mm-hmm. Okay, but as soon as we we kind of place. Plant, you know, place them on the pedestal. Then what you're inadvertently doing is you're actually giving your power to them. Mm-hmm. Now, some people actually began so-called in a legitimate profession. They find themselves being put on this pedestal. They begin to get that power as coming into them, and they feel that, and then they get corrupted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this has happened to over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and uh it's unfortunate um but i mean what are the things that we can do for one is 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 you say okay simply don't put anybody on a pedestal and you're like well how do you do that you just do it yeah (laughs) um but there's certain things that list like a little mental exercises and and sometimes maybe life would serve you up an actual experience, um, which is to have a you have a celebrity sighting or you 
run into somebody at a at a coffee shop somewhere. Oh my goodness, there's Troy Aikman. He's mm-hmm. sitting at the table next to me mm-hmm. uh, when I stopped over in in Dallas. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, those you know little things like that can happen. Mm-hmm. And um, or you can just use your imagination and you can plan your own little dinner party. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you imagine what you what happens if Justin Bieber shows up for mm-hmm. you know, for dinner. Yeah. And do you have can you talk to him like anybody else you would, you know? Yeah. And be real? Or are you gonna feel like intimidated and inferior? And all that nerves and stuff like that being around this person. Mm-hmm. And that will give you an indicator on whether or not you place them on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> um, all you need to do is really, you just, you just pull that, you got to pull that power back. Mm-hmm. And, and just, just recognize and remind yourself that, hey, we're all just... We're all humans mm-hmm. with with unique talents and gifts, mm-hmm. and there's no separation in 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 terms of value. And you have a right to be right, you know, anywhere, just as much as anybody yeah. else. Yeah, I think that's good, and and I think that there are. Um, there are other ways too to keep like like practical ways to think about to keep yourself in check mm-hmm. um as far as like okay am i kind of handing myself over because it can be very subtle and sneaky where you don't you know you don't realize you're doing it or you think that you're doing things for your advancement or for like the betterment of yourself and it's actually that you're handing over power and it may be being kind of siphoned from you but and we've talked about some of this before but there's a FOMO that I see happening a lot to a fear of missing out you know where there are a lot of offerings that come through um from like uh and it's like, don't miss this, don't miss this. And, you know, we see this in the regular world, but it's also prevalent with um, spiritual teachers. So it's kind of like, you know, if, if a teacher is going to have 50 offerings a year, 50 events a year, and they're, you know, X hundreds of dollars per <laughs> event, um, you know, keep yourself in check and see if like you're just kind of following, even though it may be redundant. You know, you may have heard all of this from this person before. That can be something where I have noticed that happening and then I'm kind of disappointed with with the teacher for not saying like, you know, don't feel like you have to go to all of these places that I'm going to be because for the next three months because there are people who are just like oh have to go to that weekend event have to go to that retreat have to go to that you know whatever join online and da 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 and it's it's uh that can be like a hook another thing that we have talked about in another episode but it's worth repeating because we just talked about this offline is the um the event 
the big event that's coming that, that you're being prepared for. And if you don't prepare yourself and you don't get yourself in order and then you're going to be, you know, swept away by this big event that's coming. And, um, and so, you know, we've got the teachings. You come here for the teachings. We will help you get prepared. That, that, is, that is also something that is, can be very um, alluring. Can also be, it can strike that into that fear and that, um, you know, kind of get you feeling like there's one solution here and it's with this organization or, or what have you. Um, and so just be cautious with with those types of things pretty much everything you need to know to navigate all this is contained within the marvel uh, cinematic universe <laughs> go thor yeah <laughs> captain america <laughs> uh uh incidentally we get to uh, actually spider-man happens to be one of um one of the great ones for um uh, uh, but Thor as well, and Iron Man, and all of these, are, of course, are modern. They're just they're versions of our modern mythology, and they're speaking of uh, various different archetypes, and they're actually helping us navigate um, uh, a lot of these issues that have to do with power uh, and um, uh, supernatural abilities, uh, whether they're those that we possess or those that we experience others having possessed. Um, and the, the, the thing about what, what Spider-Man, one of the, one of the great quotes gets used over and over again is like, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And this kind of works, uh, uh, two ways. Okay. And so for, for all you listeners out there who are looking to step into a more empowered version um, there's a it's a tandem in of of okay if you want to be empowered then you, you that requires that you take responsibility mm-hmm. and um, and even the more responsibility you just take um, over your own life and over your own self and your own being then power will follow Mm, yeah so it's not like you get the big dose of power and then you get tested on how responsible with it is is actually the more responsibility you claim then the more power you will gain mm. so it works yeah it works both directions both directions and there's one of the things that i noticed that you know, growing up in the church and i was a pretty always kind of been an astute observer of people and fascinated with human psychology and mm. stuff like that and i realized that most of the people that sit in those pews you know in church they're there for basically one of two reasons one is just a sense of community mm-hmm. fair enough and two is a, it's a sense of absolution what they're really doing is they're shifting off the responsibility of their own spiritual walk onto that of the pastor such that whatever you know what happens when they cross over after death and they're at the pearly gates or something, they can go on to what the pastor said. Yeah. I went to church. They're looking for absolution. Uh, So it's in a sense they're not taking responsibility. 
They're there to avoid responsibility. That thing, one of the most incredible things that we can do in terms of our own, our own spiritual walk and our spiritual journey is, is to just claim our own ownership of it, which is just taking responsibility of my soul is my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this body is my own. And it's given to me, and there's no one that can know do the work for me. Do the work for me exactly, yeah. and um, and the only one who truly knows it all is the one spark within from which it all came forth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anyone okay that claims that you need to somehow join their group mm-hmm. in order to advance and along the path or make it into heaven or I don't care what, mm-hmm. survive the event or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, understand, like, this is really important. I think we may have mentioned, may have mentioned this in another podcast before. But it has to do with the unified field. Like unity, and a lot of people like to talk about unity. So unity either exists in which case everything is one. Mm-hmm. Period. Or it doesn't exist and there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not possible to get invited into unity. Right. Yeah. That's not unity. Right. No, that's still a world of separation, duality at best, where you have a so-called unity group over here. Yeah. That's just, it's still a yin-yang. It's, it's not true unity. Mm-hmm. So it's the, this is where we can't really teach each other anything that's of true merit or value all we can do is remind each other and be a mirror for each other so that that we can find that value that resides within each and every one of us yeah it also i want to pinpoint and highlight the point that you made about you know, if you think there's like a, a, a pathway to your salvation, for example, or whatever it is, you know, you put it beautifully, whether that's getting into heaven or surviving the event or advancing, you know, becoming enlightened or how, whatever the wrapper is around that. But if that is predicated upon something external, <laughs> then it's still not on target. You know, it's a very individual, like your path is very individual and there are a lot of ways that people and organizations, um, for one thing, make it like this is the way, like this is the way, this is the accelerated way, it's the true path, it's whatever, and it it maybe it did work really, really well for like one person, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that there's a formula that's gonna unlock this combination to you know that that if you follow to the T somebody else's method, um, you know, it's just not it's not fixed like that. 
having said all this, okay, this is also not to say that, okay, we're all islands and therefore um, uh, you shouldn't be, don't even ask anybody for help. Because that's, <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a ticket to nowhere right there. Because um, all of us at some point are going to need, we're going to need help. Mm-hmm. And this it comes from, uh, you know, the world around us and the people that we know. And, and, um, but it comes from um, unseen mm-hmm. uh, dimensions support. and realms and, yeah, yeah supernatural support. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there's certain things, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I have made him not really a secret, you know, like Jesus is one of my favorite dudes. Okay. <laughs> one of the things that's awesome is that, is that if you're, when, as you're going through, um, a third of basically a 3d level of consciousness into a 40 consciousness and a 50 consciousness through the 40, you encounter the astral realm and all this sort of stuff. And it's a realm of all sorts of things. It's really, really can be a really, really confusing place because it, there's, um, there's all kinds of false matrices and things that are set up and established within the fourth dimension that mirror higher dimensions that are that are power-based pyramids, okay? Mm-hmm. So in other words, we're talking about some of these so-called these individuals that are really that end up having organizations that is a combination of people on this planet and spiritual forces coming together to create this power, basically a power siphoning mm system or matrix existing within for 4d mm-hmm. now one of the cool things is just the power of the cross and what what jesus did is actually he just plays a path through 4d so that anybody, if anybody wants to kind of you know it's like it's like having little uh, little what do you call them little walking stones on top of that yeah like, you know you don't want to fall into the pit or something there you go there's your path okay and then eh, thank you for that because that would have been really really difficult and we'd have been here for another billion years trying to get everybody to get through 40 mm-hmm. and that's part of what his gift was mm-hmm. and so each of us are bringing a gift that becomes this kind of a stepping stone or something for other people such that that everybody has to take responsibility for walking the path and and you know in their own way Mm -hmm. but we can also use what anybody else has brought yes and but if anybody wants to set is trying to set that their look their gift up with some kind of a toll booth that's gonna require you to sacrifice your own innocence and your own purity in your physical body through sexuality or sacrificing your mortgage, any, your livelihood or prosperity or anything like that, yeah. that is not the real deal. Right. Yeah, and, and you bringing up Christ, you know, of course we have a lot of access to Jesus um, in this, you know, the, he's a very popular guy here on on Earth, and you have there are a lot of false matrixes that are, you know, that use his teachings. So this is the other thing is yeah. there's so much programming that you yeah. know you may have found Christ a long time ago, but there is a lot of programming that that humans come in and they try to interfere 
with your connection to Christ, to Jesus. And so it's kind of like, you know, we you almost have an opportunity to like rediscover that connection in a more pure way if there has been like, you know, some sort of um, distortion where, you know, you may feel like you don't have direct access to Jesus, for example. I mean, to your point of like, I'm going to go through my pastor. So how does my pastor interpret the Bible? And that must be what it means, even if that doesn't really seem to relate to what life is like right now. Um, but that's what he said. So that must be it. You know, it's like, this is, there's more, uh, you know, you have a direct line and a direct responsibility and that's part of spiritual maturity, maturity is realizing that sovereignty and claiming it. And, um, and then there's like an ego versus higher self aspect of like who's running the show you know because it can be like well maybe I have all the answers the first thing that comes to mind is always the right thing to say or whatever there are all these nuances and that's why it's it's a long path (laughs) yeah and it's yeah it's it's fraught with peril and it full of full of adventure um, full of uh, mind-blowing discoveries, mm-hmm. treasures the likes of which, you know, one can only imagine. Uh, well, I'm here. Apparently I signed up. Anyone else who's here, we all signed up. Or we... Guess what? We wouldn't be here. Yeah. And so uh, it's... It, what an amazing thing that we get to be a part of in using that that power of discernment. discernment. I'm reminded of a of a it was a vision and I saw of Lucifer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um and what happens is this whole thing is like Lucifer will be gonna the devil steal your shirts steals your soul or something there's that's the that's the 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 faust thing right of of oh no i've sold my soul to the devil mm-hmm. right and so it's like okay you go up going up to lucifer there and go okay well uh, i want you to set me free and lucifer goes well look i got this contract mm-hmm. you know and he goes right there i can see your signature under that Okay, and then and it says by by whose authority? Okay, are you according to this contract now? You belong to me. Under whose authority is that dissolved? God. God. Okay, you go straight to the top on that one, Mm -hmm. or understand that you can always say by my own. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And you you can unsign that. And it's funny is that people, when people get presented with this, they really feel like they've given their, mm-hmm. you know, they've given their soul away, so for to speak, eternity. for eternity, and they're yeah. and then they're just they got no way out of it. Yeah. But that's not true. Yeah. So, um, so don't let um, that okay really or any other fears. Um, uh, dissuade you from um, from walking this path, and 
Um, and well, you know, we're here now mm-hmm. in 2022. Any predictions here for 2022? I don't know. That's more your, that's your realm. Oh. What do you say? Well, I was putting you on the spot there because, you know. I just reflected it. Oh, okay. Deflected, reflected, both. Reflected it, bounced it back. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Hmm. Um. We've had a, we've actually together shared a few different encounters lately that have indicators uh, that this year um, is really going to, there's going to be some real breakouts in, in self-empowerment uh, and creativity and, that, uh, and the fruition of many years of, of hard work uh, for lots of souls all around the planet. Uh, and despite all the, the turmoils and things like that that have been happening, more stuff is going gonna, is gonna to come to light. Um, and I th- but I do believe and see that the, there's doorways and portals and things opening up now uh, for the realization and integration of this uh, higher higher dimensional consciousness to embody this vessel mm-hmm. in a full-time capacity which is going to make certain things that were once very very difficult are going to be much easier and i see this happening in a more like widespread um, really starting to uh, pop. We're going to come through this winter season, but once we hit that vernal equinox and we open up the next segment for the next year, mm-hmm. um, I think the, the, that last nine months of 2022 is going to be really spectacular. Wow. Okay. Sign me up. Okay. I like that prediction. Good. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Such a joy to have you here again. And thank you for listening. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.